Chapter Twenty Five of the Little White Bird. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Little White Bird by J. M. Barry. The Cricket Match. I think there has not been so much on a cricket match since the day when Sir Horace Mann walked about Broad Hapenny, agitatedly cutting down the daisies with his stick. And be it remembered, the heroes of Hambledon played for money and renown only, while David was champion of a lady. A lady, may we not prettily say of two ladies? There were no spectators of our contest except now and again some loiterer in the gardens who little thought what was the stake for which we played but cannot we conceive barbara standing at the ropes and agitatedly cutting down the daisies every time david missed the ball i tell you this was the historic match of the gardens david wanted to play on a pitch near the round pond with which he is familiar but this would have placed me at a disadvantage so i insisted on unaccustomed ground and we finally pitched stumps in the figs we could not exactly pitch stumps for they are forbidden in the gardens but there are trees here and there which have chalk marks on them throughout the summer and when you take up your position with a bat near one of these you have really pitched stumps the tree we selected is a ragged yew which consists of a broken trunk and one branch and i viewed the ground with secret satisfaction for it falls slightly at about four yards distance from the tree and this exactly suits my style of bowling i won the toss and after examining the wicket decided to take first knock as a rule when we play the wit at first flows free but on this occasion I strode to the crease in an almost eerie silence. David had taken off his blouse and rolled up his shirt sleeves, and his teeth were set. So I knew he would begin by sending me down some fast ones. His delivery is underarm and not inelegant, but he sometimes tries a round-arm ball, which I have seen double up the fielder at square leg he has not a good length but he varies his action bewilderingly and has one especially teasing ball which falls from the branches just as you have stepped out of your ground to look for it it was not however with his teaser that he bowled me that day i had notched a three and two singles when he sent me down a medium to fast which got me in two minds and i played back to it too late now i am seldom out on a really grassy wicket for such a meagre score and as david and i changed places without a word there was a cheery look on his face that i found very galling he ran into my second ball and cut it neatly to the arm for a single and off my fifth and sixth he had two pretty drives for three both behind the wicket this however as i hoped proved the undoing of him for he now hit out confidently at everything and with his score at nine i beat him with my shooter the look was now on my face i opened my second innings by treating him with uncommon respect for i knew that his little arm soon tired if he was unsuccessful 
and then when he sent me loose ones i banged them to the railings what cared i though davy's lips were twitching when he ultimately got past my defence with a jumpy one which broke awkwardly from the off i had fetched twenty-three so that he needed twenty to win a longer hand than he had ever yet made as i gave him the bat he looked brave but something wet fell out of my hand and then a sudden fear seized me lest david should not win at the very outset however he seemed to master the bowling and soon fetched about ten runs in a classic manner then i tossed him a yorker which he missed and it went off at a tangent as soon as it had reached the tree not out i cried hastily for the face he turned to me was terrible soon thereafter another incident happened which i shall always recall with pleasure he had caught the ball too high on the bat and i just missed the catch dash it all i said irritably and was about to resume bowling when i noticed that he was unhappy he hesitated took up his position at the wicket and then came to me manfully i am a cad he said in distress for when the ball was in the air i prayed he had prayed that i should miss the catch and as i think i have already told you it is considered unfair in the gardens to pray for victory my splendid david he has the faults of other little boys but he has a noble sense of fairness we shall call it a no ball david i said gravely i suppose the suspense of the reader is now painful and therefore i shall say at once that david won the match with two lovely fours the one over my head and the other to leg all along the ground when i came back from fielding this last ball i found him embracing his bat and to my sour congratulations he could at first reply only with hysterical sounds but soon he was pelting home to his mother with his glorious news and that is how we let barbara in End of chapter 25